Oh, yeah. Hey, there it is. <laughs> it's time for breakfast. It's time for lunch. That's what I like too much. I said, yeah, yeah, here we are. It's This Week with Drew, and we're going pretty far. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is This Week with Drew for February 7th. 2019 thank you so much for watching we're trying a different lens today this is the far back lens with the way with the blurry in the background so hopefully it looks good too when i track my face who knows it looks that nice on the front facing screen so it should look nice when we bring her back here and uh, last week the top of my head was cut off a little bit so we're working on that and making the shot all framed up uh but it looks nice so thank you so much for listening to the podcast last week was very fun and i had a lot of people say it was a good thing so we're gonna keep on ripping here buddy i hope you had a good week i had a good week as well last week i was able to watch the fire documentary on netflix about the infamous fire festival that um, took place last year whatever a couple years ago and i remember hearing about it when it first came out but just a little bit I didn't really care too much into uh, about it. I, w- I wasn't really plugged into the uh, the uh, cultural zeitgeist, if you will, of 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 what fire meant. I knew it was just a big festival for rich people that didn't really go off. But damn, you watch that documentary, and it is crazy, like how delusional that main eyebrows Seth MacFarlane looking guy is like holy crap and his whole squad around him was just juiced up to do whatever he said like this dude in another life would have totally been a cult leader like that is some cult leader mentality he had buddy their older guy if you've watched the documentary he had the older white hair guy ready to suck dick for water that is fucked up yo this dude had this other dude like straight up hypnotized like buddy this is like some charles manson cult leader shit we are so lucky the seth mcfarland main character dude only wanted to just like ride jet skis with ja rule and like be around titties and ecstasy because he totally could have used his powers for evil man like there's he totally could have made it like some kind of like Waco level, like 700 bros just all suiciding each other because he told them to. Like this guy has unbelievable powers of persuasion, man. And so thank God, <clears throat> excuse me, thank God that he used his powers for like not necessarily good, but for just partying when he totally could have used his cult leader powers for some way deeper shit, man. And the guy is a cult leader because at the end of the movie, after he gets pinched and everything and he disbands his old cult, he starts a new cult with one younger boy, with one young boy, Tyler or whatever, and then has to start it all over again, man. It's so, like, you see that psychopathic or like that, uh, I don't know, whatever you call it, like that tendency to just manipulate people and just lie and just be like a pathological that's what it is pathological liar man just so gnarly to get an old guy who and he likes sucking dick (laughs) it wasn't even asking him to like a straight guy to suck dick it was like yo you're a gay guy like you enjoy sucking dick like you want to get a little get that evian bro But I'm so happy that he didn't use his powers for evil, man. Like, this is the best case scenario. Is that a bunch of fucking rich people 
are out like you know of two million of their parents money or whatever it costs for all those tickets or whatever and they put them up in fema tents and stuff could you imagine paying like 10 grand for a festival and a friggin' school bus picks you up and drops you off into a fema tent with just a soaked ass mattress the craziest part about this whole thing is now um in after this fire documentary came out it was it was revealed that jerry like fuck jerry media that instagram account was the one running their socials for this they had hired them to run their social media but fuck jerry are the ones who produced the documentary about how fucked up the fire festival was when clearly they had a huge hand in it and now there's a hashtag going around saying fuck fuck jerry because they are they're just content they just steal content and just ride on the backs of true content creators. And uh, and they put that documentary out in like an attempt to get the spin first. So that they don't look like the ones that were also perpetrating this huge giant lie of, of what this island getaway could have been. But you imagine if they would have pulled that off initially. If they just wouldn't like had that island. Like if they really would have had that island ready to go. Like Pablo Escobar's island. That they weren't allowed to call Pablo Escobar's island. Like how stupid are you? If you get an island that used to be Pablo Escobar's. And Buddy says don't say this is Pablo Escobar's island. Like yo. That is a dude who you should probably believe. <laughs> if he's fucking around with Pablo Escobar enough to have access to his islands, then clearly you should listen to that guy. Because those dudes, did you watch Narcos, man? Those dudes do not fuck around. <laughs> man, that's so gnarly. So anyways, if you haven't watched it, go out and watch the Fire documentary on Netflix. Um, but also... Take it with a grain of salt because it was produced by Jerry and Me Jerry Media, which are the same guys who ran the socials for the fire thing. So this is all just part of the greater web, man. You got to open your eyes, bro. You got to see they're distracting us from the real issues, man. Venezuela. <laughs> I can't give a fuck about that. Okay. Um, wow, six minutes, eh? Nice, good. Okay. Um, what else did I want to talk about on my podcast today? Oh yeah, um, I re uh, read a story about a dude in Ontario. Um, a dude in Ontario who got, <laughs> and I saw the video of it too, who was so liquored up that he passed out in a McDonald's drive-through driving his car. Which honestly is fucking hilarious, dude. Like, this dude in the video, the dude is passed out at the second window. Like, he at least made it to the second window. And uh, his car's in park. At least he put it in park, too. And uh, and he is just liquored. Like, the cops are, like, banging on the window. Like, trying to get in. Banging on the window. And this dude is just, like... <laughs> just waiting on his fries still, though. And so this dude's passed out, and they can't wake this dude up. So they just smash his window and then pull him out, which has got to be the worst alarm ever. Where you're like, how do you even talk your way out of that one? <laughs> Yo, Courtney. Okay, never mind. I'm going to ask Courtney later. What did you say about the McDonald's drive-thru guy who was passed out? Something about his nuggets, like I'm waiting for my nuggets or something? Or what did you say? You don't remember? Okay, Courtney said something funny that she said about it, but I can't remember. Something about like, yo, where's my sauce? <laughs> or something like that when you get woken up. Like, I swear. But, dude, that is a commitment to, like, liquor. Like, one, to the liquor. 
And two, to like give her like rally. And you know, we've all been on a liquor rally to McDonald's like at two o'clock in the morning, like getting a bag, spending 40 bucks on a big bag of burgers. Like you're trying to soak up that liquor. But man, could you imagine just smash windows, cops ripping you out of the car? And you're like, buddy, what do you mean? <laughs> like, how do you even talk your way out of that one? You can't even be like, I was just sleeping it off. Or like, I haven't been drinking this evening. <laughs> like, buddy, you've been fucking holding up this McDonald's drive through line for like two hours. <laughs> like, probably. Because think about that. Like, the McDonald's you would order. You'd be like, I'm going to get some 40 nuggets. And it's with Big Mac and a couple of french fries. And then you make it to the second window. You pop her in park. And then you decide, you know what? I'm just going to take a tiny little. Just shut my eyes just for a minute or two while they're making the fries. And then you just pass the fuck out. And then the McDonald's lady's like, hello, sir. Hello. Like trying to dangle the bag in front of his face. And he's just passed out. So how many minutes? You give her like at least five, ten minutes trying to wake this guy up herself before she's like, should we like... Uh, like he's clearly not waking up like what where, where, what should we do should we call the police and then you got to call the police and be like hey this is mcdonald's there's buddy passed out at our drive-thru and then the cops got to prioritize that which probably isn't really that much of a priority so it's gonna take the cops at least like 15 20 minutes minimum to get there so this dude's already been passed out for like a half hour like well into a liquor snooze like a deep liquor snooze <laughs> And then he got pulled out, and he obviously got he blew four times the limit too, which is so gnarly. Blowing a point three two, not even a zero point zero, like point like a third of your liquor is blood, or wait, a third of your blood is liquor. I don't know, <laughs> but that's still pretty sick though, man. I wonder if he got his nuggets. I sure hope so. I sure hope they gave him his nuggets. Um, <laughs> but that's why you got to use Uber, man. Don't drink and drive. Don't be a dummy. You know, just use Uber. Uber in Toronto is giving me uh, five bucks off a ride. And then if I ride five times, they keep that discount going. Which is like Uber, like trying to like be like a drug dealer, like buddy, <laughs> buy five, like give, like it, you just gotta keep your Uber. So I'm like Ubering unnecessarily now because I'm thinking like, oh, I gotta keep my Ubers up. So like Uber to the grocery store when it's like I could have just walked there. I don't know, it's some predatory business tactics. But I like Uber versus Lyft, man, because Uber versus Lyft competition, bro, that is one of the hallmarks of any capitalist society. That competition is good for the consumer. It lowers prices and it raises services. It should. And in a totally free and open market, it will, which Uber and Lyft are. So that's great. Capitalism can be a good thing. I'm generally not into capitalism. I'm definitely more of a democratic socialist. However, it is good when companies in a free and unregulated market are able to um, compete with each other, which lowers prices and increases services for consumers. Man, this is Econ 101. You think I forgot, buddy? You think I forgot? Nope. So Uber vs. Lyft, the Uber vs. Lyft wars of 2018 and 19 have been very beneficial for my wallet. So I'm not drinking and driving. Um, and I'm definitely not going to any music festivals. I've never been like a music festival guy. Like it's okay, but I just don't like being there with the people. <laughs> It's too many people, man, to be around and they're all stinky and everyone's just all fucked up on drugs and like, it's just not a, it's not an enjoyable way to like see your favorite artist, I don't think. Like when you're all, like you're just packed in there with all the people, like it is fun, 
But I don't know. I'd rather just have like a private James Taylor concert. <laughs> How much does that cost? For just to get James Taylor to play acoustic guitar in your living room. Going to California in my mind. Do 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 do. I don't even know how to play. I don't know how to play any James Taylor songs on the piano or the guitar. <laughs> okay, so um, the Oilers fired Peter Torelli, which uh, you know is a good thing. That guy uh, is probably one of the worst general managers in hockey. History is going to go down in. Hall for Larson is probably going to be seen as one of the worst trades of all time. Even though I don't really like Taylor Hall, uh, I didn't like Taylor Hall. He was a prick at the bar when he was like 19 and running Edmonton with him and Ebbs and just getting whatever lineup of harem that they were looking for at Oil City. And I'm happy we got rid of him, but we should have got a little more juice, man. But now Trelli's gone and the monkey paw life of Connor McDavid that's what I said if you didn't see I had a status on Twi on Facebook one time where I believe this is true that Connor McDavid's life is the result of a monkey paw wish when he was seven years old he found a magic monkey paw and he wished to be the greatest hockey player in the world and a finger closed and it said yes but you will play on the Edmonton Oilers and you'll never get to win a game ever so that's the uh the monkey paw life of Connor McDavid thank you very much for listening to the podcast this week. Um, if you have any questions for me, I'm going to start a question segment here on the podcast because let's pump it out. Let's push it back a little more past 15. So if you have any questions, uh, just email me. Uh, I don't have an email. <laughs> email me at thisweekwithdrew at gmail.com and I, I'll do advice. I could do financial-based questions. I could do, uh, you know, any sort of relationship-based questions. So if you just have a question that you'd like me to answer, you can email thisweekwithdrew at gmail.com. And uh, thank you, guys. This is my Parkdale mug. Um, is that going to catch? No, probably not. Uh, thank you, guys, for listening and or watching. Uh, you...